guys. Finally. Welcome to our first annual Halloween special, which for the record means it's the second time we've ever done this. Yes. Uh, you're listening to Scary Stories from Camp Roanoke. My name is Katie Wiggins. I'm Morgan Driscoll. And I'm Ian. Uh, I have my boyfriend Ian. He's He uh, emerges from the swamp once a year. Once a year. To be on our podcast. Um... And because he plays an integral role in the recording of this podcast, because uh, what we do, it's a little different, it's a little fun, it's a little flirty, uh, that we do differently than our normal episodes, is that he comprises a bunch of ghost stories that we have never read or heard of from Reddit, and then Morgan has her set, and I have my set, and we read them to each other, and uh, we have no idea what they are, except for Ian. I still always think about that one from last year where the guy was under that lady's bed. I literally thought about that a few days ago. Where it was like a homeless man that was living under her bed for like months. Messed me up. Yes. I'm ready for another another time of that. Let's go. Excellent. So, and I think we should just get right into into it. it. Okay. Okay. I can... Start. Okay. I would also like to start by saying this is not a tacit endorsement of Reddit.com. That place is awful. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so first we hear from the username Screaming War Squirrel. Uh, <laughs> also, by the way, it is the most Halloween weather you could possibly imagine outside my room right now. It is howling wind. Of dark skies, rain, dreary. It's beautiful. That's amazing. Okay, so let's see what Screaming War <laughs> Squirrel has to say. Hopefully, a lot. Screaming, Screaming War Squirrel. No, it's got it's all one word, so it's really up to you how you read it. Okay, my squad that I volunteer at. What is a squad? My squad that I volunteer at is a fairly busy squad, usually running 5,000 calls a year. What do you mean? What's a squad? What's your volunteer squad? It's, uh, they, I think they're like a volunteer ambulance thing. Like volunteer emergency, like EMS. Who the fuck would do that without being paid? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, good people. Usually <laughs> running 5,000. Oh, okay. Running 5,000 calls a year. So we are pretty well-rounded on seeing some screwed up calls to the run of the mill calls. Okay. Also, yeah, heads up, these are going to be really bizarre to read because people on Reddit don't know how to use words. Squirrel was misspelled. It was my <laughs> night... <laughs> it was my night to do an overnight shift with my partner. We usually like to get there early to give the day crew who has been running their butts off all day a break. We arrive at the building to find the ambulance is still on a run. So we set up all our stuff and waited for the crew to get back. Ten minutes later, the crew returned, looking like they finished bawling their eyes out. We asked what was wrong. They actually said bailing their eyes out, but I assumed that they did not hay take bales, just hay bailing to their eyes. Uh, we asked what was wrong. What you're a fucking emergency center? What could pop? Of course, everything's pop- wrong. What, what's wrong? What's did right? You see something alarming? Yeah, that's our job is to see alarming things. Did you guys respond to an emergency? <laughs> Was there some kind of emergency? <laughs> um, the crew chief said that they had just finished up a CPR involving an 18 year old girl who was pronounced at the hospital, uh, probably dead. 
I saw that they were pretty torn up about it, so we told them we would finish up the last 30 minutes of their shift. It's really nice. Fast forward to 2 a.m. They don't do that in the fucking coffee shop game. Ruthless. Ruthless assholes. Me and my part... Uh, fast forward to 2 a.m. Me and my partner were hanging, mm-hmm. probably. We'll assume hanging. <laughs> and uh, And watching a movie... When we heard a girl laughing coming from the ambulance bay, me and my partner brushed it off as one of our EMT thirds gossiping on their phones with their friends. But then we realized it was just us that signed up for the shift. So me and my partner went to go investigate the noise. Uh, So me and my... As we got closer to the door... That led out into the bay. The laughing started to get louder, and by this point, we were both petrified. But we wanted to know what the fuck was going on. So we went... So we... I'm having to do, like, live grammatical. Like, this is... This is what my English degree is literally prepared me for. So we went out into the bays to find the noise coming from the back of the ambulance, which had both back doors open. So me and my partner both peek around the corner to find a translucent 18-year-old girl sitting on the ambulance cot. Uh, Me and my partner were both paralyzed with fear. The girl looked up, pointed at us, and said, bye, and disappeared. (laughs) We didn't sleep that that night, and I will never do a night shift again. The end. <laughs> Damn. No. Hello from the beyond. Bye. Why the fuck was she laughing so hard? Hell is hilarious. She's full of memes. Bye. <laughs> I fuck? love that. All right. Hit me with one of yours. <laughs> okay. This is from BB Daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Okay. I'm a Baby math major. Daddy. <laughs> I'm a math major, so I might not be able to read this as well as Katie can translate the Reddit. So we'll here, see what here, happens. translate it into binary code and then send zero, it to zero, me. One, one, one. <laughs> zero one one one. Zero one. Terrifying. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Daddy. So when I was around fifteen or sixteen, I was walking home from my school when I saw my great grandfather. I'd only ever seen pictures of my great-grandfather and had been told when I was young I'd often talk to myself and, when asked, would say, I'm speaking to Granddad George. He had died when I was six months old. So, hey, Granddad. Anyway, I saw him clear as day walking along the street. I knew it was him as he turned down a side street. I bolted along the pavement, but when I reached the side street, there was no one on the pavement or on the road. I would have got there in time to see, as it was only a few meters, and there was no exits, entrances to the homes or side streets for a good distance. After I saw him, I didn't feel scared, but I felt like something was wrong. I called my granddad Lenny in the living realm. (laughs) (laughs) Room, living room. The living realm. Oh, maybe! Or, no. I, I, I just, yeah, okay. To tell him that I'd seen granddad George and felt a bit weird. My great-grandfather's wife, Julie, had outlived him by 16 years thus far and lived alone. 
my granddad Lenny said he felt like he should check on her because he felt my great-grandfather in broad daylight could mean something. Which is fair. Turns <laughs> out my great-grandmother Julie had taken a fall and broke her collarbone. At 89, she couldn't get off, off the floor to reach the phone and call anyone. It was around life alert. Life alert. It was around five PM and she'd been there since five thirty AM. Oh. She told my granddad Lenny, her son, that she'd been calling for help and had called for great grandfather George in desperation. Oh You don't need life alert if you can astral project. Yeah. (laughs) Save your money. Call your dead relatives. Have a seance. Okay. So um okay now we're gonna he- <laughs> now we're gonna hear from user black dog <laughs> <laughs> i like it so my family moved into the house oh wow they just get right into it so my family moved into the house in 1999 i was five at the time the okay black dog <laughs> uh the house isn't too old, built in the 70s, and I live in a very small community, so as far as I know, nothing bad had ever happened there. I feel like that's probably an over... I've seen enough Stephen King to know that that's yeah. not true. A little uh, optimistic. Yeah. It was a small community. Nothing bad had ever tarnished the glowing hearts of all of these happy citizens. Uh, just to give you a quick layout of the house, when you cut, ca- I always, I, this never, this never helps ear, me visualize anything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. When you, when you come in the front door to the left is a hallway. <laughs> I just the visualize the house layout I'm in schematics. I'm like, uh-huh, a home. Um, I appreciate the real estate listing in the middle of this. Um, <laughs> That's a two, two and a half bath. Three bath. Bedroom house. <laughs> two and a half bath. Ooh, a new linoleum. Standard foundation. So it's a is a hall. To the left is a hallway, and the last door on the left is my bedroom. But there is a is a, the bathroom at the very end of the hallway. <laughs> and the way the house was laid out is that whenever the bathroom door is open, the mirror reflects back down the hallway towards you. Oh, that's I not good. I don't think mirrors have any place near a hallway. <laughs> I totally agree. Uh, things only happened after the sun went down. Of course. So ever since I was young, I would always wake up in, in the middle of the night, thirsty or hungry. So I would go to the kitchen to make a snack. While walking back to my room down the hall, I would always feel something right behind me reaching, trying to grab hold of me, which forced me to speed walk (laughs) 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 or light sprint uh, back to my room where I would just sit quietly trying to calm my heart. Whenever the bathroom door is open, though, and you see your reflection in the hall, I never feel like I'm being followed, but I always see shadows running around behind me or peeking their heads around the corner like they don't want to be seen. Mirrors, they can be portals. All right. Shortly after we moved in, we got a dog. Oh, maybe that's why he's Black Dog. And (laughs) since then, we always had dogs in the house. We have had three in total, and most of the time, if I was ever home alone, they would come and spend time with me. That's nice. And every dog, even to this day, will occasionally just stare at my bedroom door that leads into the hall or even snarl at it. So fast forward a few years to 17 to 18-year-old me working a part-time retail job where I keep the keys to the store. Oh, that sounds like a sweet gig. (laughs) 
you hold these indefinitely. On some occasions, I had the mornings off, and someone would need them to open, so I left them in the mailbox outside my front door so I wouldn't have to wake up early. So it happened on two occasions. The person who would get those keys would look like they were committing a federal crime. Uh, yeah, crime. Opening your crime. mailbox, reaching it. Taking shit. But John, he I put know. in uh, quotes, uh, would come and get the keys in the morning. And as he was getting back in the car, he would see someone stare at him through my dad's bedroom window, which was the room right next to mine. So John stared at him for a minute. And he waved, but the figure didn't move or react, so he would look down to start his car and look back up, and the figure would be gone. He described the figure as a wrinkled old man with a bald head. What a jerk. No one in my family has ever matched that description. (laughs) I like that he's going through the archives, and it's like, no one I have ever been related to has ever... Jerry, never finished that description. Meredith, and at the time, my entire family had left for work, and I was still (laughs) sound asleep in bed. John has had refused to ever go back to get the keys again. And I never had a day off again. So I don't know how many entities I have in my home. And although I have had an uneasy slash nervous feeling, (laughs) I never felt outright threatened until this last experience. I was 22 at the time. Oh, it's another experience. I was 22 at the time and I was just in the basement getting laundry on a normal day. Okay. Nothing was off. Nothing felt weird. It was 100% normal, guys. 100% normal. Normal ass day. And I was Okay. Yeah, I was calm down. Finished it was normal. Folding all my clothes. Talk so I went to carry them upstairs to my bedroom, and as I was climbing the stairs, I heard loud stomping coming from behind me down the hallway where the laundry room was, and and they sped up as if someone was running full sprint towards me. Or earlier it was a light sprint. Now we got a full sprint running towards me. I turned around and saw this black figure around the corner and bound up the stairs. It made it to within an inch of my face and disappeared. I almost shat myself. <laughs> <gasps> I love shit in the past A normal day. I had never felt such anger and malice oh my. my whole life. I ran to my bedroom, slammed the door, and just sat there in silence, listening for any bit of movement at all. But it was completely quiet. Jesus. <laughs> my oh my god. I hope he doesn't There's listen. There's a lot of sprinting so. happening. She- just trying to get my interval cardio <laughs> He <going>. works out. <laughs> Okay, so trying to get mad games, dog. So we're hearing from user deleted. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I was working the front desk of a hotel in 1999. Standard franchise hotel. Nothing historic or special about the building. Screw that building. At that time, hotels kept record of what numbers that guest rooms dialed in order to charge for long distance. Each time a number was dialed, the dot matrix printer behind the desk would print a line of numbers indicating guest room and number called. Ooh. Ooh, If you aren't familiar with dot matrix printers, they are very loud printers. (laughs) 
that prints single lines at a time, similar to a typewriter, making hard contact against an ink ribbon to produce a number or letter. This is relevant. Bear with me. (laughs) (laughs) I like how much they know about these printers. Yeah. I was working on a Sunday after a busy weekend, and everyone had checked out. The hotel had two separate buildings, the main one with the lobby, where I was, and the second building with the pool and a few guest rooms. My housekeeper was in the second building, second floor, cleaning rooms. Since the hotel was vacant, she had propped all of the guest room doors open, ten total, five rooms on each side, so it wasn't a very long stretch of hallway. The second floor had five doors on each end and there wasn't a way to open them without making a ton of noise. Oh, had fire doors. Mm. They had fire doors. So many numbers. <laughs> so the second floor had fire doors on each end. Sometime around 2 p.m., I was eating a late lunch. I only remember it because I almost choked on it. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> and then, that was my scary story. I almost choked on it. <laughs> okay. Wow, it's 2 p.m. <laughs> Whoa, I'm not going to forget that lunch anytime soon. <laughs> I need to chew better. Um, I was eating a late lunch and the printer starts flipping out. The phone system was set up to print line after line after line on the dot matrix if someone dialed 911 from a guest room. It alerts the hotel to a guest in need. I checked immediately for what room it came from, and I saw it was from a room on the second floor of the second building, where my housekeeper was. I instantly sprinted (gasps) to the second building. Today's theme is cardio. (laughs) I busted through the fire door and directly to the room the call came from. No one was in the room. I start yelling her name, and she replied from a couple rooms away. She had been on all fours cleaning the bathtub. Hell yeah. I told her what happened and asked if she dialed 911, which she had not. We checked all ten rooms for anyone else, but no one was there. Oh, I guess it was just a mistake, but since you're here, I could sure use some help cleaning these tubs. (laughs) Make a Sunday afternoon go by a little quicker, you know what I mean? Here at the Ramada Inn. Lucky duck. How about you have some of my late lunch? Ew. (laughs) It's paella. No one... Has paella for lunch. Bringing paella in a Tupperware. <laughs> it's a high class hotel. Oh, it's like you have your tiny little yeah. like cast iron skillet. <laughs> <laughs> it has chorizo. Um, continue. I apologize so, for Ian. Paella introduction. Okay, months later, similar scenario to the above. Second building, second floor. Building was vacant after a busy weekend. This time, my housekeeper wasn't cleaning that building. But around 2 p.m., the fire alarm was pulled. Once again, as soon as I heard the alarm, I ran to that building and did a quick check. Not a person in sight. He's we pretty, each get, he or she's pretty he's brave bold. to just, like, yeah. run straight yeah, like, to danger. where 911 has been called. I'm on break. I'd run. I'm on break. Yeah. <laughs> Turns the dot matrix off. I'm trying not to die over my lunch. <laughs> Literally. We check each guest room when the guests check out so I can confirm there were no guests in the building and the pool was empty. Mm-hmm. That was the last time anything like that happened. Years later, we hire a new hi- housekeeper. She's a bit of an oddball, but as sweet as they come. Very spiritual, etc. Hell yeah. Her first week, she comes to me and asks if something happened in the second building. Fuck yes. I look at her crooked. 
And she proceeds to tell me that a little girl in a blue dress likes to sit in the corner and watch her clean the rooms on the second floor of the second building. She is not bothered by it. The girl leaves her alone, but she only sees her when cleaning that section of rooms. I researched any possible accidents in the building since it was built, or even that was on that plot of land before, but no dice. Still can't tell the last part without getting goosebumps even 17 years later. Hmm. Well, maybe the girl Crazy. didn't die there. Maybe she's just got a real place in her heart for <laughs> this double <tree> their <laughs> vacation to, I don't know. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, Route 66. <laughs> Best time of my life. God. That's where I get my Why kicks. Is it? I feel like people are always wearing blue dresses when they're haunting places. You're right. It does seem to be a theme. And I mean, that's what the devil wears. No. Yeah, the devil, devil with a blue dress on. It's a song. Isn't it a red dress? It's the, it's the name of a song. I thought blue shoes. Okay. So red shoes, it's devil, the devil in a red dress to... is a Kanye West song. Right. I'm not talking about Kanye West. <laughs> well, then I don't want to listen. <laughs> we're, uh, th- you're at the wrong podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we're going to hear from Jess521. Come on, Jess. These stories are a few of many stories I have. This particular story is about my 10-year-old daughter. Let's start with the fact that she's been seeing things since she was just a baby. Oh, that's good. Happy to hear of a non-blind person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) No no disrespect to those that are blind. This is an audio format. Oh, I've got an issue. We'll talk. (laughs) We're (laughs) pro-vision. I refuse to put this podcast in braille. Um, for example, my cousin and grandfather, her great-grandfather, died just six months apart. She was only two, so she really didn't know them well. Shortly after her grandfather passed, she was smiling at the floor, laughing and talking gibberish. Early that evening, a balloon was bounced on our ceiling around the whole room. So when I saw her doing... So when I saw her doing that, I was wondering who she was talking to. When I looked at her again, she was on her back, rolling around, back and forth, laughing. My grandfather loved to tickle, she includes in parentheses. (laughs) It's a weird thing about you. Oh, she loves to tickle. She's a tickler. He's a tickler. I asked, Mm. who are you talking to, baby? She then told me, Papa. And I said, okay. (gasps) I then (laughs) called my mom and was telling her what had happened. My daughter was right by my side, and I told her to go watch the movie with her sisters. And then she asked, can Papa come too? I said, yes. She got very happy and ran off. Although I'm not sure how interested your Papa is in watching. Yeah, I didn't come all the way from the afterlife to watch (laughs) Lady They don't have red box. (laughs) What do you mean they don't have red box? Everybody has red. Oh, you you don't can't assume they're just all in hell. It's the reddest of boxes. (laughs) They definitely have red box in hell. Dude, he loves to tickle. And there's a very limited amount, limited selection. (laughs) That's the Just only streaming service. Uh, so, <laughs> um, no, 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 no. Can Papa come too? Said yes. She's happy. Runs off. Then there came a time about two years later that she was in tears going to bed. I asked her why. Her answer gave me chills. Missy, the name of her cousin who had passed away, can't play with me anymore. 
I told her, baby girl, you really didn't know Missy. That's dismissive. <laughs> I like that she... he just refers to this person like, at, it's like, hello, baby. Hello, baby Baby, girl. baby child, infant. She got very, and this is a four-year-old. She got very upset and said, yes, I do. She tells me I'm silly and kisses my cheek and tells me I'm pretty. Well, it actually says kisses my check, but I assume... This girl does not have a checkbook. She gives me money. <laughs> she uses the check. Tells me I'm slides pretty. Slides in my little pocket. Uh, she's floating in a purple ball with no hands and feet. Mom, you fucking idiot. I do know Missy. <laughs> purple, no hands, no feet. Yeah, I know her. <laughs> that's um, Missy, all right. <laughs> oh, damn. That sure is oh, Missy. That sounds Missy. like Missy. Uh, she cried herself to sleep that night. The next day, her and her sisters were outside playing in the dirt. Aw. <laughs> Hillbillies. <laughs> For some reason, I took a picture. Yeah, I'm sure social services will be very interested. <laughs> and the camera on my phone was on negative exposure, and in her hair, you can see a face looking at me. Uh, <sighs> I think they're wait. It's cousin it. Probably in judgment. Um, <laughs> it's cousin yeah, it. Like, get her out of the fucking floor. <laughs> can we dirt. not? Come can on. we do something other than just play in the dirt? Uh, yeah. One more story before the most chilling one. So is this the second to let? Yes. It's okay. the penultimate story. Goodness gracious, people. Grammar. Syntax. There was a day when she was about four. Okay. This little girl would not take a nap. I ended up shutting the door so I could take a breather. <laughs> like she's a cat. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you know what? I'm not opening this door until you're asleep. About five minutes, she was quiet. After about five minutes, she was quiet. So I went in my room where she was taking a nap, where she was taking a nap in. And to my surprise, she was honestly tucked in. You know how you tuck your kids in like a burrito? I don't. <laughs> Quote unquote <I> burrito. <laughs> I kind of got crept out. I don't know if that's the past tense of crept, creeped, crept. I was uh, crept out Crepid. and uh, out, but hey, she was asleep. <laughs> She's like, well, I didn't tuck her in, but Someone somebody did. It's <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, That's um, uh, so I shut the door <laughs> and walked away. I love this mom. An hour later, she told me, Grandpa was here. He was floating on your bed. He told me a story about a little boy. It kind of made my heart melt. R.I.P. After that, she had not seen either my cousin or grandfather. She now sees other things. One morning, about 5.45, I was woken up in a hurry and had an uneasy feeling. Our bathroom light, which is right next to my room, has a sensor light. Weirdly, it turned off, which means someone had to have walked by to turn it on in the first place right then our tv in our room turns on somehow we don't have a remote <laughs> uh, then, hillbillies then my <laughs> our house is dirt. then my no daughter yeah playing in the dirt in our living room and uh, <laughs> then then my then my daughter texts texts me 
Sad, I know, she says in parentheses. It's not sad to get a text from your daughter. Oh. Asking me to go to her. I told her to come to me. No. <laughs> no, you come here. She said she couldn't because she was frozen in fear. <laughs> Dumb kid. Oh, Fine, get you still come to me. Still, come so on. I get up and walk to her room. Once I get to her, her blanket is tucked under her chin and she's almost in tears. I laid next to her as she stared into the kitchen, which happens to be right outside her door. In parentheses, okay, so her and her sister's room used to be the dining room, which was converted to a bedroom, so there really is no door. <laughs> I don't know if I would call that converting. Yes. Oh my god, Family. there is no door. Seems There's just like a bunch of china cabinets in this woman's bedroom. <laughs> okay. My daughter, um, Dinette. Well, if you think about it, there is no privacy in a standard dining room to kitchen setup. There's usually an open... Yeah, because you're supposed to go back and forth and chat. Yeah, that's funny. Which was So she goes on to tell me she saw a woman looking at her like she was peeking around the fridge. She said she couldn't talk and she just stared at her. I asked what she looked like. She said she had long blonde hair. She was white. And her eyes were black and her lips were just flat. She had a long white nightgown on with a high collar. She had blood on her face and mud or blood on her feet. Well, that would make sense. It's a dirty <laughs> <laughs> She was in our kitchen. Uh, which is probably the bloodiest room we have. Uh, on her feet, which hovered above the ground. Okay, nope. Lord. No. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with me. I would not handle that shit well. I jumped out the window and set the house on fire. Uh, she then turned and walked into behind our fridge. Vomp <laughs> <laughs> into their refrigerator. The details she gave me and the things I have seen in this house, I can't help but to believe her. She hasn't seen her since, but she is still... Scared to go in the kitchen by herself. Bitch, it open. There's no door. There's no door between a place that she's scared to go alone. That's horrible. I will keep you guys updated on if she sees her again. Please do, Jess521. Because this is interesting and clean shit. Clean your kid up. And cl- yeah. maybe install some floors. Sweet. Maybe yeah. start with some wood and then we'll see what's up. A nice saltillo <laughs> tile. Real southwest. The ghosts are like, this shit still? <laughs> Have we not advanced <laughs> to floor? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hit me. Jeez. Okay, this is from Voyager 96. Okay. So a few weeks back, and I was driving. Okay. <laughs> so a few weeks back, and I was driving home from a party, and I was with two other friends, Alex and Christian. We're going to sleep at my house because it was the nearest oh to the gosh. party. Do you hear? There's literally vines like slapping against the I can windows. See it. it's, it's spooky. wild. You would never guess this was a Brooklyn apartment because it looks like we're inside like the Jumanji house overrun by <gasps> vines and plants. I love that. It was late at night. It was late at night. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> Probably around 3 or 4 a.m. and the rain was really heavy. I had almost zero visibility because my windshield wipers could barely wipe the water off before it got totally covered again. I was basically just driving and using the streetlights as my guides. That I was still going straight and also what little vision I could see from my headlights and hopefully they weren't drinking. 
and driving. Yeah, literally, he's like, we're coming back from a party with people like, named Alex and Christian. You guys are drunk. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't trust yeah. Alex and Christian. No. That's why they're I not driving. Either. Or those. <laughs> yeah. Or Voyager 96. No, I don't trust Voyager 96. Trust Voyager. I do not. The roads was almost empty at this time. And Christian was asleep at the back of the car, and me and Alex were chatting while I was driving, and he was trying his best to stay awake and guide me as I drive. The blind leading the blind. But we got near- <laughs> the drunken blind leading the drunken <laughs> the drunk blind. Leading. Oh my god. But we got near a park that was just the middle point, because the party- between the party's location and my house. Me and Alex both saw a woman in white, ran across the street from out of nowhere- and I'm 100% sure we ran over her because when we hit her. Oh, I'm sure I ran over her because we hit because her. Because when the collision that's occurred. Very, that's a very royal we. <laughs> <laughs> he was trying. Because when we hit her, I felt a big bump on my car. <laughs> you hit a woman. You were drunk driving and you hit a woman. Big enough that it even woke Christian, who was asleep at the back of the car. I stopped the car a few meters ahead, and me and Alex got out of the car with our phones as flashlights to check on the woman. <laughs> Just a little check. Just, hey, you're okay, right? I think I might have hit you when I felt myself hit you. It was mostly your fault, right? <laughs> we don't need yeah. to call the police or anything. No, there's always things involved. To our shock, there was no body at the back. We searched the perimeter even though it was raining heavily, but still no body. Oh, even though it was raining heavily. We secured the perimeter. Those brave boys in search of the person they fucking hit. These guys are asshats. I was so sure we accidentally hit someone slash something. We even checked under the car and still nothing. We decided that maybe we were just drunk. (laughs) And we just probably ran over a speed bump. (gasps) This is the real scary story. Kids... This is why there's Lyft and Uber. And your feet. And walking. And sleeping at the place. Or your car. And having a DD. Sleep in your goddamn car. Christian doesn't care. Yeah. It's Europe. You're talking about meters. Christian, Everyone's just drunk yeah. in Christian the street. would sleep anywhere. Yeah. Christian's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When we got home, so they drunk drove all the way home, oh I prepared mattresses for both Alex and Christian in my room. We just fell asleep after washing up from the rain. On that night, I had a nightmare of the event. Fair. And in the nightmare, I once again saw the woman and the event played out. But this time, when we accidentally hit her, blood spattered on the windshield. We lost control of the car and crushed. Maybe crashed. (laughs) Crushed. Crushed. I woke up in cold sweat and I was breathing heavily and noticed it was morning. And I saw Alex and... In close to tears and seating up. <laughs> he was seating up. When he noticed I was awake, he just said, Did you also see her? I nodded and told Alex we both need to go back there and check again. We left Christian in the room. Oh, I put on a jacket and literally the first pair of shorts I could grab, and we quickly rushed back to the park. There were no speed bumps in the area, nor were there any ditches or potholes we could have hit. We surveyed the spot where we so we hit the woman but there was nothing there i guess we were probably making a lot of noise while we were there because an old couple came to us any dead bodies over there no dude (laughs) alex do you Ah! see the woman we murdered last night (laughs) no (laughs) um they said they lived in the house near the park and they noticed we were looking for something 
We tried explaining what happened last night, and I could visibly see the smiles on their face fade. And the old man told us the area is supposedly haunted by a woman who died from a hit and run. Whoa. And that she would regularly appear in front of moving cars at night. Good. Fucking give them a scare, dumbass drunk drivers. Right? I was not really into the supernatural, but I was just happy well, I did not accidentally you. hit someone. Oh my yeah. fucking god. He better learn his motherfucking Christ. lesson. Anyway, I'm on yeah. parole for hitting a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the first strike against my license jesus okay i was just happy i didn't accidentally hit someone so me and alex thanked the two and we drove back to my house when we parked the car we could see christian is now awake and looking at us by the window as he was preparing breakfast christian's not so bad making breakfast we don't know if he's not just putting out cereal bowls just beans that's and true. toast <laughs> that's very true we don't know oh that it's yeah you're right <laughs> Christian greeted us, and when we got inside, I felt my heart drop when he said, Dude, who's the chick that was with you? We asked him what did he mean, and he explained he saw a woman in white at the back of the car as we were parking the car. I felt like vomiting at this point. <laughs> You're just hungover, you asshole. <laughs> you asshole. I also felt and like I could vomiting see... before. <laughs> yeah. But I also do I could now. see... And I could see he was already panicking as he was trying to explain everything to Christian. <gasps> I have not drove back to that party. I, I, oh, to that park. I have not drove back to that park. Actually, I haven't even drove my car since then. Good! I called my brother to pick up the car. Finally. Been taking public transportation, and I would still have the same nightmare every day, and I would always wake up in fear for my life. I guess if he drives, he has that nightmare. Good! Good! Literally, Good job, ghost. something may have just saved his life Thank and someone God. else's life by scaring mm-hmm. the fucking shit out of him. Scaring him straight. That's amazing. She got hit by a hit and run and now she's helping the world progress. I think this is just what he tells people because his license has been revoked by like, <laughs> because he's a uh, menace. <laughs> if I drive, I, I have a nightmare of killing a woman. I can drive. Can I get a ride to the party? Uh, the, the woman- I didn't really hit a woman. She was translucent. All right. So now we're going to hear from Sensitive Queen. Where I get it. Hi, all. Haven't posted in a while because nothing has really happened lately until a few minutes ago. So my... I immediately got on Reddit. (laughs) So my husband is on vacation and we are sitting on the couch. What? Wait. No, you're not. He's on vacation. I mean, I think they mean like he's off work. Okay, okay, okay. So he's home. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> he's home. He's on staycation. Staycation. Stayca- okay, mm-hmm. great. Okay. <laughs> Recession era vacation, and we are sitting on the couch. I'm watching him play Dead Island 2, and there is Work. a knock on our door. When he's home, as the man of the house, he always answers the door. <laughs> Screw you! <laughs> as the man of the house... That's hilarious. Uh, It's just a protective thing he does. Well, if he wants to be a bullet sponge. I don't want my woman anywhere near the door. He says (laughs) if it's robbers, he can fight them off while I get away. Robbers are not going to ring the doorbell. Uh, Ding dong, put all your money in the bag. (laughs) Uh, Such a protect in my husband, it says. Uh, Anyway, he looks out the peephole. No one is there. I kind of figured it's some kids playing ding dong ditch or something, so we ignore it. Thank God she was protected from that. And go back to the video game. Yeah, he sounds like a real 
Whatever. About two minutes or so later, there is this major banging on the door. I mean, like, major banging. <laughs> like, nice. like, someone took a nice. sledgehammer and whacked the door, like, three times. That's fucking crazy. It startled the hell out of us. So my right. husband grabs his gun. <laughs> And walks cautiously to the door. Looks out the peephole. Again, nothing. That wasn't me. (laughs) So he decides to stand there and see if it happens again. Few minutes later, the loud banging starts again. Three times. This time, my husband yanks the door open, determined to catch the person doing it, and... Murders a child. <laughs> Blam! Shoots the county Girl Scout leader. Uh, and <laughs> we had all the thin mints we could eat. Dot 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 dot. Nothing. <gasps> now, there's no way a person could bang on the door and get away before my husband opened the door because he was standing right at the door. He's so fast. No living. My husband's really fast. So fast, my husband. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, no, she's feeling pretty hard justifying, defending. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so because he was standing right at the door. No living person moves that fast. Not even Usain but, uh, Bolt is that fast, she says. Is that what she says? That's said? what she says. Not, not even to date this story. Or not anything. even Usain Bolt is that fast. Yuck, 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 yuck. Oh. All right. Um, oh whoop. Since we don't see anything, we both realize that it was something supernatural. Wow. Well, uh, I guess it's paranormal. Get your ghost gun. My husband closes the door, deadbolts it. Well, then. That's if not it's supernatural, ghosts, then okay. deadbolt's not, not okay. really It's called work. a deadbolt for it a reason. It keeps the dead away. We return back to the couch. I love that they're like, oh, it was a ghost. Back anyway, back to, to the Dead couch. Island. <laughs> After about five minutes of trying to wrap our heads around what had just happened, our rocking chair starts rocking in a slow, steady motion on its own. No windows open at all. It's the middle of March, so it's still too chilly for open windows. I grab... <laughs> I- Not in Texas, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I grab my rosaries off the fireplace, and my husband and I-, I immediately feel justified in giving that woman a New York accent if she grabs her rosaries off the fireplace. <laughs> and my husband and I immediately stop reciting Hail Marys. And the rocking chair stops and slides halfway across the floor on its own. <gasps> oh, Lord. We hear demon. we hear bangs and bumps. It's That's a demon. We're hearing crazy shit out this up, but it's probably just neighbors. We hear bangs and bumps. It sounds like things being thrown about in our house, and then we hear <gasps> heavy footsteps running towards our door. Not even Usain Bolt's ghost could run that fast. She doesn't say that. <laughs> Mind you, I said my husband deadbolt to the door suddenly oh my god this wind oh the, it's escalating the dead bolted door swings open very violently what? we have a heavy very aggressive we have a it was aggressive we have a heavy and thick wooden door heavy and thick we got it whole price. His cousin works in the industry and, and we can get something really good quality. You know, you like when you open a door to feel like there's some weight. You know, I like to feel a separation between me and the street outside. So it's a good door is what I'm saying. 
So it's not easy <laughs> to fling that thing open as easily as we had just witnessed. Not as even Usain. Not even Usain Bolt <laughs> could fling a door open <laughs> that was deadbolted as quick as this the woman. as quick as the door swung open. It closed the same way. Phew, phew. The house was back, calm and peaceful, just like that. My parents taught me how to get rid of these things. Oh, she's got to be Italian. What? There's no fucking... How would your parents tell you to get rid of... When I... Oh, oh. That's what the birds and the bees are. So, honey, I know it's about that time when you're going to be curious about some things about your body. You know, about uh, demons and devils getting in your mouth. And uh, we're going to... We just want to give you the tool. I know it feels uncomfortable to hear me Mom. say... You think I like talking about this with my own daughter? You think I like talking about this? But we're gonna, I just want to give you the tools. I just want to give you the tools to be responsible. So my, so my parents taught me how to get rid of these things. Practical. When I was about 17, something tried to possess me. See? There it is. And when it didn't, And when it didn't succeed, it didn't stop trying. Every now and then, it tries. But because I know what to do, and I have a wonderful and supportive husband that believes in me and helps me, it is too weak. That's literally what she wrote. This bitch cannot take... She loves talking about how amazing her husband is. No, we get it. You're married, lady. There's gotta be some... I feel like he's probably not. (laughs) Yeah. I have a wonderful and supportive husband that believes in me and helps me. It is too weak. Somehow I think this guy is uh, not a match Look, for a demon. <laughs> yeah, women, women that get possessed never have husbands. That are supportive and <laughs> wonderful. You're just crazy. So I always suspect when I hear noises in the threes that it's right. this thing. This. Still trying to let me know that it's near. It usually doesn't become a nuisance because when my husband is home, my husband is home, almost as if it's afraid of my husband. husband. She literally writes this. It's afraid of my husband. Oh my God. This must turn them on so much. He's like, I'd fight a fucking demon for you. She's like, oh, tell me more. So I, I usually have the most trouble out of it when I'm alone. If I only knew how to get rid of it for good, dot, dot. And we, that is the end of it. (laughs) Well, I think we know the solution. Your husband needs to work from home. Because apparently, his brute power and strength. He's the good man. He's a good, supportive man. (laughs) I hate them. I I honestly think the least believable part of that story was that anybody played Dead Island 2. I've never even heard of it. What's a dead it, island? It's not important. It's like a zombie game. It, yeah. I don't even know what that means. He's supportive. <laughs> Do me a favor. And don't. Was she just like running her fingers through his greasy hair while he's playing this? Like, my husband's <laughs> so supportive. And he's like, that's right, babe. Any more cheese doodles? Yeah, that's Of him. course. Oh. I gotta keep you strong. Okay. <laughs> I don't... Oh. all right i like how persistent it is though that it's always like i'm still here i like Did you change your mind 
I like it. Okay. It's like a, a like an interest in a rom com. Well, what's interesting about this is mm-hmm. this doesn't strike me as something continually trying and failing. This strikes me as something that's continually saying, "Hey, I'm still here. I'm succeeding in being here." Dumbass. Yeah. Like she's probably still partially possessed. Yeah, but not with Robbie around. N- not my Robbie. <laughs> Do you have any more stories? God. Yeah, it's okay. Okay, this is substantial educator story. Oh, great! Wait, wait. Do you remember the name of this woman? Sensitive Queen. (laughs) Oh God, damn it! (laughs) Oh, fuck that! Ah, she's the worst. Okay. I was seventeen years old when I first came into contact with this creature. A little backstory, which would be nice. One day after school, my boyfriend, myself, and his brother, and his brother's girlfriend all went to the park near their house. We had a little picnic and decided to walk in the woods. There are trails for bikers and some for just walking through. Well, we all went our separate ways with our significant others as young teenagers do. I've seen horror movies. I know what's going on here. Oh my god. And it was getting dark fast. For some reason, I had my boyfriend's phone, and we got lost. I couldn't find him anywhere. I was yelling his name, and I tried calling his brother, but he didn't answer. Wait, so she gets lost. separated from her boyfriend? Yes. Mm-hmm. How the fuck is that gonna happen? I don't know. You've obviously never seen slasher movies. Okay. It must be really Something dark. softcore was about to happen, but then they had to, like, if this is PG-13. They had to get fucking Some punished. nuzzling, and then they, yeah. Hell yeah. I... I was yelling his name, and I tried calling his brother, but he didn't answer. I was still walking, trying to find my boyfriend, when I literally saw him walking away from me. I yelled his name, but he did not look back. He was at least a few feet away from me. Hmm. I ran towards him, but as I was running, he turned and he just disappeared. Stone cold. So of course I was terrified. Ghosted. I s- <laughs> <laughs> We've all been there, girl. It's so painful. (laughs) And it happens in person. Literally blinks out of existence. (laughs) I slowly walked back, and in the shrubs next to me, I saw a figure of a boy kneeling down. It was all black, but the outline was of a boy. I'm not sure if he transformed into my boyfriend and tried to lure me or what, but when I saw that thing just kneeling and looking right at me, I ran. I eventually found the exit, but by then it was like 7 p.m. How dark is it? It it could have been in the winter. Mm. As I was walking out, I was going to ask the biking guy, this biking guy, if he saw a guy walking around the park. But I I saw my boyfriend and he was like, where were you? Oh my god. And it was just a mess. I sort of told him what I saw, but I'm not sure if he believed me. How rude. Fast forward a bit. My boyfriend and I went out, and by the time he dropped me off, it was around 10 p.m. As soon as I went in, my mom asked to put her clothes to dry. We have a laundry room that is outside connecting to a porch that is outside my parents' room. Location, I don't care. So I went, and once I was outside, I had a feeling something was watching me. I went inside the little room and threw the clothes in and ran out. For some reason, I looked up. Behind my house, there's a huge tree, which was recently trimmed, so there were no huge leaves or extra branches. Once I looked up, I saw this totally white creature, extremely long arms, legs, and body. No. 
Basically, it was abnormally long. <laughs> Same. <laughs> it had like a long neck, like a long face, long, long ears. Arm. Look, long I didn't ears? take anatomy. It's long just long. It's just a long body, long okay? Stuff. Long but with my legs, husband's long foot. I guess all of it was longer. Long. How long? Than it, it should have been. Basically. Basically long. long. <laughs> It was stretched out on the tree like it was about to jump down. One arm was holding one of the branches and the other was holding the other branch. And the legs were like standing on a smaller branch that was near the bottom of the tree. (laughs) I was looking at the body from the legs up and once I reached the face, I screamed. The face was the scariest thing I've ever seen. That's rude. The eyes were blood red. <laughs> that is the scariest face. That is the scariest thing Excuse- I have ever seen is your face. Excuse me. I, I, I climbed too. up the tree and I can't climb down. No, quick, come back. Come back. I'm lost. Call the police. <laughs> My husband. It was simply a man was a member of queen. the Celtics. Had gotten Larry loose. Bird was stuck in my tree. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? Bomar Boba Boba. Who's the basketball Ba-ba-da. player? Bo. Bo. Is Omar Bobovich? Oh, Boban Marjanovic. Boban Marjanovic. That is a very long Bo-ba-bo-bo. man. That's a long ass white man. And he is a very abnormally. You know, Boby. Bo-be. <laughs> boy. It's his nickname. Spurs legend. Spurs That's what legend. I call him. I call him Boby Boy. Okay. Boby. <laughs> The eyes were blood red. It had no nose or eyebrows. The mouth was smiling. I saw the thing's teeth and it was like shark's teeth. It was looking down at me and smiling. It was just hanging out on that tree like it was waiting for me. I ran inside and I screamed for my dad to look outside. I don't know what I was thinking he could do, but when he looked up towards the tree, there was nothing. We have a porch light, which was turned on when I went outside, obviously, and the tree was bare. I could have sworn I heard a deep laugh. (gasps) That night I slept in the living room (laughs) because where my room is, it is directly facing those woods. Yeah, fuck no. The next day I asked my dad to put up storm shutters. (laughs) (laughs) Smart. I hope he did it. That was nearly two years ago, and I still have those shutters up. Nice. This is my first time telling anyone other than my boyfriend what happened. To this day, we never go back to that park, and I do not go outside in the dark anymore. Every once in a while, I look up at that tree, and I just get goosebumps. If anyone knows what that creature could be, please tell me. It still haunts my dreams sometimes. Thank you to anyone who read read this far. I know it's long, but I think the two incidents are related. This happened like a night apart. What the fuck? I assumed skinwalker. Dude, like something shape shifting yeah. and long. It's just me, Bobon. Bobon. <laughs> it's Boba Boy. <laughs> Wait, Joe, you want to shoot some hoops? <laughs> yes, Bobon. <laughs> on my upper I body. I want to ride on a basketball player's shoulders. I think it would just be fun. Um, uh, that's that was terrifying. That's fucked up. That's terrifying. I didn't care for that. Sounds Native American. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so now it's time for trivia. Woo! 
And uh, it's only one-sided. I only ask Morgan trivia because I (laughs) like to make her sweat. (laughs) And I do sweat a lot. She does. It's not hard. Okay. And I'm not wearing deodorant. So so I'm going to use trivia from the three Stephen King films that we watched this month for Stephen King-toberfest. I watched the fourth Stephen King movie. And it was a... It was the time. Um, time. So we're going to be doing 1408, Needful Things, and Pet Cemetery trivia. Ooh, okay. 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 Um, If you get any wrong, it's sudden death. (laughs) (laughs) As in you will suddenly die. (laughs) As in I will will stop the podcast. (laughs) Canceled. So you better. The future of this podcast rides on. Fucking try. My accurate answers. Okay. Okay. Starting with 1408. Alright. Which of these things did Ian not describe Mike Enslin, the main character, as? One, an adult tap dancer. Oh. Two, <laughs> a Florida blockbuster manager. <laughs> Three, Three, an Arizona ufologist. 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 <laughs> Which of these did Ian not describe okay. Mike Enslin as? I think two. Correct. Woo! Because I the remember podcast. the tap dance are <laughs> Okay. And the ufologist felt right. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, he fucking corrected my pronunciation, which was a dead giveaway. So, identify every layer of Mike Enslin's wardrobe. Picture I know him. he had at least two shirts before he got to button down. <laughs> <laughs> I think he had like a, there might have been a tank. There was definitely a shirt with like maybe some writing on it mm-hmm. and like a Hawaiian-ish button down. <laughs> yes, buttoned. yes. And there was a hat at one point. <laughs> yes. <that was> atrocious. <laughs> Did he have a jacket at any point? Maybe he had a jacket. I think he had a jacket. I'm going to say jacket. Yes, correct. And he pants. had a graphic t-shirt, a Hawaiian Woo! Tommy Bahama button-down short sleeve open, <laughs> and then a blazer on top of that, and then occasionally when he's in his California groove, he's got a straw fedora that is too small. They do it just so you know California. he's vacationing. I'm California. in a ska band. <laughs> this room is evil. Okay, oh my God. now we move on to Needful Things, because really, 1408, okay. I really honestly didn't want to even go you? back into that movie. Okay. I'm here for 1408. <laughs> no, I can't. It's too yellow, the whole movie. Okay. Oh, it's ugly. <laughs> okay. I love it. Uh, okay. Needful Things. Who am I quoting? Oh, Jesus. I don't remember any of the names. I'll describe the people. Okay. <laughs> you know, guys... I moved here and I thought, great, I'm out of the big city. I'm finally in a place where everybody isn't going to be crawling up everybody's asshole every day. A place where maybe my biggest nightmare is going to be getting some goddamn cat out of a tree. But forget that. Everybody's insane everywhere. That's the cop man. That's main cop boy. <laughs> that's Luke Danes from Gilmore Girls. And that's, that's Alan Paul Pangborn. Blart main cop. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, the guy that they call Buster Keaton sells quality pre-owned... One, yeah, A, cars, yachts, or quilts. <laughs> Was quilts one of the options? Quality yeah. pre-owned quilts? Quality pre-owned quilt. Yes, you're right. It is yachts. 
I want to know who's buying a yacht in that town. Like <laughs> nobody in Castle Rock can afford a yacht. A yacht. <laughs> yeah, only the people that come there for the summers. Okay, name mm. one of the duty-free classical songs they play in the film. No. <gasps> <laughs> I can't. Oh, I don't know the name of that. Oh, it's called Hall of the Mountain King, and they also play Ave Maria. That was in the trailer. When did they play Ave Maria? Is it when they're in the store at some point? Yeah, it definitely happens, because I wrote it down. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know that! Okay. All right, shut her down. Okay, down. name all Bye. name all of the feuds going on in Castle Rock. There are four. All right, there are four. Okay, so first of all, we've got you ladies. We've got angry Mainer versus <laughs> quiet tempered pie guy lady, and, <laughs> and then we've got Buster and the cop. Yeah, that he thinks is out to get him. Yeah, we've got the two religious men. Yeah. And then we've got, mm, what's the fourth one? No, <gasps> What's the fourth one? Think about it. Don't stress. Okay. Just let Give it come to you. Think about all the brawls that take place. Oh, God. Oh, and then the alcoholic and the barkeep. Yes. That's perhaps the most quad, like classic feud of all time is the drunk mm-hmm. and the bartender. The drunk trying to relive his glory days. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so uh, I actually wrote Catholic priest and Baptist holy man because I don't know what they're called. Pastor? Um, Deacon? I don't know. know. Some sort of Um, holy person. Okay. God man. What's the one thing that happens, the one like revenge thing that happens that Ian said, that's a piece of shit thing to do at? Was it skinning the dog and hanging it up? No. That's just properly psychotic. <laughs> okay. Like, that just makes sense. Someone's crazy. Was it throwing apples in their house? No. Because that, <laughs> that was is... just unnecessary. <laughs> you got treat. It was. Oh, I don't know. It oh, was... the rat trap. It was the rat yeah. trap. <laughs> it was the rat trap. I remember. Because that was just rude. They're all just unnecessary. Yeah, definitely. Okay. In Argentina. The title of this film was changed to one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They're in English. Uh, Sad little town. Two. (laughs) Two. The man with the wanting things. Three. The shop of evil desires. Or four. The want want place. <laughs> really want it to be the want want place. <laughs> I think it's two. The man with the wanting things. Yeah. And it is. Is it three? No, it's the shop of evil desires, also known as La Tienda de los Deseos Malignos. <gasps> oh, it wasn't the want want. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was just me having fun. <laughs> That's the title in Switzerland. <laughs> the want-want place. All right. Okay, now 
to God. Pet Cemetery. You misspelled Pet okay. Cemetery in your notes. No, I spelled it correctly. It's, they misspelled it in the it's, film. It's, yeah, because it's kids. Because kids are stupid. <laughs> okay. And I could beat them in a fight. Everybody in Maine is illiterate. Okay. Stephen King. How dare you say such a thing? I'm Wait. not apologizing. Oh, I'm here to air it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Stephen King's real cat lost its life on the main road that inspired Pet Cemetery. What was its name? Was it Smucker? No. Snooky? No. Smathis? Smucky? No. Smithanthemum? No. Smork? No. Snurf? No. Snuff? Or Naomi? <laughs> Here, I'll, Can you I'll do it. it. I'll do a speed run. Smucker, okay. Snooky, Smathis, Smucky, Smithanthemum, Smork, Snurt, Snuff, Naomi. Was it Smucker? Uh, Smucky. Oh, stupid. It wasn't Smork and Smithy. For a man with many words, he didn't have a good one for that. Uh, it was his daughter, Naomi's cat. I call it cat. Um, oh. His name is Cat. gone sour. <laughs> okay okay this question okay. is open-ended and there is only one correct it's answer. short answer the essay portion yes this is the essay portion <laughs> you know okay. what a cemetery really is it's where the dead talk <laughs> 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 no no don't be scared <laughs> She backs away, and her father's like pushing him. I, I know I just met man. you, but I want to talk about corpses. Okay, that's fucking hilarious, and yes, you nailed it. <laughs> I love him so much. Anytime anything happens, Roger and I are like, ah, road's gone shower. Ah, traffic's gone shower. Always say. What band that Stephen King loved was referenced heavily in the book and shows up twice in the film, playing in the fatal 18-wheeler before the crash and in the credits, oh. and it's the only band that shows up in the whole film. Like, it's oh, the only- shit. It was like a- It was a- music. It was a bop, too. It was- It's a punk rocket, right? Who sings that? Oh, <laughs> it was the Ramones. Oh, good God. This question reminded me of, I feel like we never know what happens to the driver of that truck. Like well, they just like left his, his corpse in that jackknife truck. Well, oh, nobody true. wanted to bring him back. <laughs> they pushed him to the side of the road. Like the cats just left. <laughs> okay, okay. Ooh, this one's deep cut. What supernatural being is referenced in the book, but was only hinted at in the film to be, like, kind of responsible for all this stuff? See, it's been years since I've read it. Think about the context of the burial ground. Oh, it's like a Native American something. Mm -hmm. Or a little, like... A Wendigo. Wendigo. What's a Wendigo? It's, it's like, like those a, little RVs. A Winnebago? <laughs> <laughs> it's an They go back to the Winnebago. Um that it's a it's a like a Native American demon spirit. Or like some kind of like It's a cannibal thing. Yeah, the Wendigo has Ooh. got uh, we'll do an episode on it one day, but it, it's it's kind of amorphous. It doesn't have a I don't know. 
but form. that's what it is. I like it. <laughs> okay. Why was the movie filmed in Maine? Was it because A or 1 or dash alpha uh, hey. <laughs> um lucrative tax cuts b2 dash uh stephen king insisted or three c dash uh all the states of greater new england turned it down i'd say tax cuts <laughs> <laughs> nope stephen king insisted it be filmed in maine he did yes Oh, good for him. He's a he's a home Job local creator. boy. Um, he was on set almost constantly because he only lives twenty minutes away in Bangor. Oh, that makes sense. Have it be local. <laughs> I don't want to commute. I like it. I okay, like it. what iconic spooky TV dad did Fred Gwynn, the actor who played Judd, portray in the nineteen sixties? It's famous. Wait, which person in the movie? Judd. But you know what a cemetery really is? He looks so familiar, but I don't remember if I looked him up. Did we talk about it? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. It's shocked the hell out of me. In the 60s. In the 60s. Spooky TV dad in the 60s. I mean... It's not the Addams Family. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. It's one other one. The Munsters? Yes. Oh! He was he was he was the dad of the Munsters? He was no Herman Munster. Herman? No wonder I love him. <laughs> yeah, oh he was god, the fucking Papa. Yes. Oh my god. He's awesome. Is he still Is he still alive? Yeah. Probably. I don't know. He came back changed. Okay, so <laughs> pets for your final question. Pet Cemetery was only director Mary Lambert's second feature film ever. Previously, she had won acclaim for directing iconic music videos for what 80s megastar? Mm. 80s megastar. Oh, there's a Some hint person. in Mary Lambert's name. But it would probably be insane for you to get this. I know the answer and I have no idea what you're talking about. Her name is Mary. Oh. It's another name for Mary, this 80s star. Madonna. Yes, bitch, it is. Ah! She literally, this what? the woman who directed Pet Cemetery directed like, like a virgin and like some of her most famous music videos. What? She she directs like well, a virgin. What? She directs like such a virgin. <laughs> <laughs> she could light the oh, black candle. Oh, good God. Yeah. Oh, good God. And That was a movie. Did you know that the little girl who played Ellie, the daughter, was played by twins? <gasps> I mean, no. that's, that would make sense. Yeah, but the toddler boy was one person. But well, the, like, a performance seven, like that, but you can't. That's exactly what he the director the said. The Mary Lambert, they were like, no, we want to cast twins. And she was like, no, that kid's got it. <laughs> He's got the fucking... He was the best. The undefinable quality. The audition was literally hold a so scalpel. Cute. And if your hand was precious enough around it, then it just like works. <laughs> Not uh, fair, daddy. Not, Not fair. fair. Okay. That's now so we cute. move on from the trivia portion, which I'm going to let slide. Um, I did good enough. You did. You did quite well. I'm proud of myself. (laughs) 
Both teams played hard. Los tiendos de los deseos malignas. Um, Le want want house. The one want want house. Le, what, uh, no, what? I can't. I don't know literally know. any Spanish, so that's not going to work. No. Okay, so now that's I've got some lot. listener stories for you. I've been, ho- I've been hoarding them. All right. A little pile. Okay, this is from... Hold on, I scrolled away. Uh, Sadie. Hey, sexy Sadie. Hey, guys. First off, I just want to say that I love the podcast. You guys are my favorite goofballs, and I'm so glad I found it. It's been making my... I have never goofed a goddamn day in my life. (sighs) Uh, It's been making my hour-long morning commute that much brighter. Or drearier. But in a good way. Because I'm a huge supporter of spooky stories and gloomy days. Second, I thought I'd share my stories with you. Um... She, she mentions that she's a writer and that potentially be drawn out. And I apologize to you <laughs> and my fellow <laughs> listeners in advance. Oh, Sadie, I'll just skip. Okay. So. <laughs> I just won't read it. Next. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so to set the stage. Yeah, there's a stage, a literal, a literal one. I'd like to take oh. you to a tiny town called Manterville located in southeastern Minnesota. Oh, oh. good. Oh, thank God. Get a pop. Uh, so it's a town with a sum population of about 5,000 and is tiny enough to be connected to a neighboring town called Casson. My guess is that the people who rooted here just decided to never leave, which is why it still stands. But southeastern Minnesota is made up of tons of would-be ghost towns. The general atmosphere is a little like purgatory. Oh, isn't that... Oh, God. Isn't that That's nice? depressing. Bunch of- People waiting around for no good reason. Sounds like the Timberwolves. hey <laughs> No sports supporters listen to this, Ian. <laughs> we sports supporters only. Um, we sports, yes. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> that, pe- what the fuck was that? <laughs> it's the we sports music. Okay, whatever. Yeah, it goes a bit... Uh, <laughs> uh, feels like purgatory and that people probably just got complacent and were like eh what the hell guess I'll stay oh, oh god That's okay upsetting indeed so we are going to the Manterville Opera House Ooh. it's got this place has got a very limited like main town area so uh, the Opera House is probably a big uh, part of the heart of the town so the theater still functions today, most notably during the summers when they host four melodramas with audience participation encouraged. That it sounds like that's from 300 years ago. That's hilarious. I mean, yeah. people throw fruit when they're upset. Theater people often go from the nightly curtain call to the stagecoach bar to indulge in appetizers and general theater people post-show merriment. Oh, girl, I've been there. Uh, and she says, of which I have often been a part myself. Nice. Nice. Besides its reputation for low-caliber, high-fun theater, <laughs> oh god, the Opera House is infamous in southeastern Minnesota, and I'm sure you can guess where this is going. So yeah, you're damn right it's haunted. <laughs> <laughs> I so rarely get to do this dialect, it's thrilling for me, truly. Oofta. Uh, it's been the site of a few paranormal investigations over the years, and no one seems to know specifically what the history of the place. No one knows what no happened here. Ghosts of the Manterville Theater, permission to come aboard. <laughs> I'm here in the Manterville Theater. 
where things have been plaguing the residents for hundreds of years. Probably a prostitution whore. And I'm gonna (laughs) fuck with her. Um, 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 we sat in on some of their low-quality, high-fun productions. (laughs) I had never been so moved by live theater. Okay, um... It's been the site of a few paranormal investigations over the years, and no one seems to know specifically what the history of the place is. The Opera House was established in 1918, but prior to that, it's really anybody's guess. Well, come on now, Manterville. What, are you sitting around doing nothing? Why don't somebody get get in onto the library and open a book there, huh? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's suspicion of brothels. There it is. Mercantile storefronts, etc. This building has a reputation for lights that mysteriously turn on in the night after the building is closed and locked and some other hijinks. Props have gone missing during rehearsals and been returned to their actors during performances. That's stressful. I'd really prefer you didn't do that. <laughs> because like costume floating. Well said. So- <laughs> Because the thing is, when you're in the, you are responsible for your props. You are responsible for your props. If you have a candlestick, if you have a gun, like you need to be responsible. That has to be on the prop table before the curtain. It's so I would be terrified to talk to a stage manager about a prop being missing because of a goddamn ghost. It'll come back to me when I need it during the performance. (laughs) I swear. (laughs) Okay, Uh, which never. Which never doesn't make for interesting improv opportunities. I get it, sister. Yes, and. Um, actors have seen apparitions on the stairs leading up to the dressing rooms and in the green room behind the stage. There are two major players in these stories. The first is Ellen, or what, or that's what we lovingly call her. Yes, she likes to be included and does not particularly enjoy the company of people who are skeptical of her presence. You know, she sounds like an actor. In fact, she's often the one blamed when a prop goes unexpectedly missing. We call that Ellen shenanigans. (laughs) Oh, those Ellen shenanigans. Ellen's at it again. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. But it doesn't take a lot to stay in her good graces. It's tradition for the performers and crew to enter the theater with, Hi, Ellen. We're going to rehearse. (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, Minnesota, but I'm not. Uh, She's fairly benign and nothing seriously wrong has ever happened on the main or top floors of the building aside from props going missing and lights turning on after dark. Her history isn't well known, but a lot of us suspect that she ran a mercantile store and that she lost a young son during the flu epidemic. Anyway, we love her, and she's kind of our mascot and show guardian. Theater people are very um, superstitious. That's definitely true. The more concerning activity happens in the basement. While while the building has been upgraded to include conveniences like plumbing, electricity, and central heating and air. Oh, wow. That's a Minnesota palace. You got your plumbing (laughs) and your electricity going? Whoa. Okay, Mr. Rockefeller. Uh, the hot what why do i feel like i'm starting to sound like the bat he too much stress and my cousin died of it just keeled over and he was a fruit bat anyway you find me repulsive don't you and i kicked her you find me repulsive don't you i can't do this very well but when it comes it comes (laughs) okay the hot water smells disgustingly of sulfur 
For those of oh. you who have never smelled that, it smells like eggs left to rot in a hot car on a summer day in August. Or been there. like farts, which farts, I will yeah. just say is a just a more people know what that smells like. Maybe clean up yeah. the diet. Uh, maybe <laughs> like a someone who eats a lot of meats farts. <laughs> okay, egg meat fart. farts. A meat fart. Now the ba- <laughs> it's like a meat cute, That's but it's my a meat fart. Name. smelly. Um, the basement has never been upgraded with anything more than a furnace, and there's almost no reason to go down there apart from emergency shelter during storms, and for the use of the trap door in the stage. Short of the window at the top of the basement stairs, there are no other sources of natural light. The minute you leave that bottom step, you're walking into pitch cave-like darkness. It's always freezing down there, no matter what time of year it is. It's a barren space that looks dungeon-esque, with stone floors and walls, and the general vibe down there is extremely uncomfortable. I can only compare it to what I would probably feel like if you woke up to find that you'd been interned in a mausoleum by mistake. Ooh, this woman is a writer. Take me there, Sadie, take me. The atmosphere just feels bad. Investigators have checked this place out. Some have called the presence down there malevolent. The word unwelcome is often associated with it, which in Minnesota is practically a jailable (laughs) offense. (laughs) Now, I don't often like to use strong language, but I will say when I went down there, I felt unwelcome. (gasps) Oh, oofta! (laughs) Ifta! Ifta! Ufta! I had a friend from Minnesota once, and he told me that his parents literally said oofta, and if something was really bad, I think it was like ishta, or something like that. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, those Scandinavians. Uh, okay. Unwelcome. Oh, gosh. Uh, the oh, presence God. is male, and it does not like company. Of course is... it is. The, the musical. <laughs> okay. He is not a sometime. Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> well that is malevolent uh there is speculation that that to, to dislike sondheim i i'm not calling company the musical malevolent it is wonderful it's beautiful uh there is speculation that the man down there was a bootlegger who met a terrible end totally possible but again not much in the way of concrete details are known my story concerns the basement i was 18 and working a summer job in the box office The duties at hand were simple. Make sure the house stays clean, bathrooms are stocked, and that tickets are sold and the deposit is dropped off to the bank at the end of the night. Cut to the final melodrama of the summer. A hot day in the first week of August. Patrons packing into the house to catch the last show of the 2008 season. We'd planned for the busy final day. Bathrooms stocked. Game faces on. (laughs) We're going to be getting more shit than we've had this whole summer tonight, y'all. Uh, it's five minutes to the top of the show and our boss opens the office door to say, the woman's room is out of paper towels. Can you please restock those? Supplies like these are kept at the top of the stairs. I'm not going in there, my coworker says, both of us staring at the door to the basement across from the office. So naturally, woman up. I grab the keys, wanting to get what I need, close the door forever, (laughs) and never have to have one single thing to do with that basement ever again. Simple plan. Open the door. Close it forever and never ever have to go back. (laughs) Simple task. Number one, unlock basement door. Number two, grab paper towels. Number three, lock the door. Never look back. I love a good list. (laughs) I do. 
So I push past the patrons in the entryway. Excuse me. Get up. Summer get, intern, go. can you get, get? I have paper towel. Do, get away. So I, I, I stick this skeleton key into his keyhole and attempt to twist it. At first, nothing budges, but it's an old door. A sturdy, good door. So I, sh- <laughs> so I shake the handle a little and try again. It clicks, but the door doesn't budge. I fight with it for a few minutes, jiggling, twisting the key, twisting the knob. Finally, I'm all but ramming into the door with my shoulder, and ladies behind me are chuckling because it's obviously so stupid that I can't get this door to open up. It shouldn't be this hard. But my gut says, you know, this is a sign. You maybe shouldn't try. Just stop mm-hmm. from the men's room. They have plenty. It's fine. And God knows men don't wash their hands. Uh, or poop. I just added that little bit. Um, men are <laughs> full of poop. They're all poop. It's so true. I, ew. Uh, this is a dirty <laughs> podcast now. Marked so explicit. I, so, I put the key, so I put the key out. So I pull the key out, turn around to go mm-hmm. back into the house. And, and and when she says house, everyone, she's referring to the, 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 the theater house, you know, the lobby. So the house is not like a real, you know, standing house. She does a theater lingo. That's okay. So, uh, <laughs> so she pulls the key out, turns around to go back into the house. And the door behind me slowly creaks open. I think not. No. It was pull. No. No. Everyone is looking at the door behind me. Nobody's no. chuckling anymore. And the nope. hot entryway temperature drops notably. Uh, I I grabbed the entire unopened package of paper towels at the top of the stairs, wrenched the door shut, and locked it. Well, if it. it's already open, I might as well grab some paper towels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's on the list. Additionally, there is another much smaller story I'd like to end with. Oh my God, the wind is howling. <laughs> That's spoopy. It's crazy. Um, at the end of the street, the opera house is on. There now stands a vacant lot where an empty event space used to sit. Across from that vacant lot is a large white manor house with a massive wraparound porch, clearly once designed by Manterville's wealthiest. That house was inhabited by an extremely unpleasant woman who absolutely detested that event space for the loud noise and unseemly amount of traffic, both pedestrian and automobile, that it drew for events like firemen, dances, concerts, etc. Firemen dances? I don't know. It's probably a Midwestern. Firemen's Like a northern hoedown? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The woman passed away in the early 2000s but did not leave the property. People frequently reported sightings of her ghost in the window of the old house, looking down with utter disdain. The event (sighs) hall burned to the ground during an event roughly a year after the old woman passed. It was said by onlookers... (gasps) The old woman! (laughs) It was said by onlookers that she could be seen from the window, staring down at the blaze with a malicious smile on her face. Jesus. Oh, as I've said, I do have more Finally. stories to share, but this one feels lengthy enough for now. Please keep up the excellent work, counselors. <sighs> Looking forward to the Halloween special. Well, surprise! You're, you're it! <laughs> Come on down. Uh, Alright, oh and I have God. one more. Which is pretty wholesome, so I thought it would be a nice way to, to end Stop. it. Alright. Hey, Katie and Morgan. First of all, I love Hi. your podcast and both of you. Thanks. 
<laughs> my Thanks. name is my name is Rebecca. I'm 27 and live in Cheshire, England. My mom has always said I've had a kind of connection to spirits since I was a very young child. Cool. My first experience being two years old, which I cannot remember, but my mom remembers it clear as day. I have several stories I could tell you, but I've gone with the one that I... Oh, 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 oh. Rebecca, goddammit. We're not in Kansas. I mean, well, I've never been to Kansas. It's not Thank God we're not in Kansas. <laughs> anymore. Um... I have several stories I could tell you, but I've gone with the one that I still can't process to this day. This story goes back to when I was a child, around seven or eight years old. My mum got a job in the pub restaurant called the Walton Arms in Warrington, Cheshire. To set the scene, it is a pub that was built in the 1800s in the countryside, right next to a church with a graveyard and a crematorium. Oh, it's got the got everything you could want. <laughs> there are many stories over the years of spirit sightings in the pub, including a lady spotted many times by staff and customers in the ladies' toilets, and a man seen on the stairwell leading the rooms above. It is believed someone had hung themselves on said stairway in the mid nineteen hundreds. Well, mid nineteen hundreds is like nineteen fifty, <laughs> like yeah, kind of recently. We were listening to rock and roll. <laughs> I obviously, being a child, was oblivious to these stories until my mother told me about the sightings years later. During school holidays this particular year, I went to work with my mum as she didn't have anyone to look after me, and the owners of the pub who lived upstairs had a daughter who I would go upstairs and play with, and were watched by her mum. I loved it. We would get to go down to the pub and help out doing things such as rolling knives and and forks. Up in it says folks. folks, but I think it's forks. It's an up, accent, Catherine. <laughs> and folks, <laughs> oh, in napkins and other light tasks. There was a man who worked in the pub called Wally. He was in his late seventies and had worked as a caretaker at the pub for most of his life, along with his wife who cleaned there on the weekends. I absolutely adored Wally. He would let me help out with him changing barrels, cleaning the cellar, other little jobs. A few weeks into the school summer holidays, I hadn't seen Wally for a while. I asked my mum where he was, and she said he was away on holiday. I didn't think much of it. A few days later, I was wandering about the gardens in the pub early morning at the beginning of my mum's shift, where I saw Wally. I ran over to him and gave him a big hug. He then asked me if I wanted to come and help out, to which I was super happy about doing. So we went into the cellar and I hosed down the floor whilst he changed and arranged beer barrels and boxes of wine. About an hour later, I left the cellar and went into the pub to get a drink. My mom came rushing over to me asking where I'd been as she'd been worried as I disappeared from the gardens and she couldn't see me. I told her I'd been in the cellar. She got angry and told me I shouldn't be going in there alone or wandering off by myself. I went on to defend myself and told her, I wasn't by myself. I was with Wally. I was helping him out. She got angry and told me not to lie to her. I got upset and said I wasn't lying. I was with him. She said, you are lying because Wally isn't here. He can't be here. As a child, I was the most innocent, honest little thing who would never tell lies. So my mom was very puzzled. It turns out that Wally wasn't on holiday. Wally had passed away one week prior to that day. He mugged me off. That... <laughs> terrible ian's been watching love island picking up all sorts of terrible lingo 
Every morning he would ride his bike to the pub, just like he had every day for decades, and he was very and he very rarely had a day off. One morning he was late for work. With no call from him or his wife, the pub manager decided to ring his home to make sure everything was okay, thinking maybe he had accidentally slept in. His wife answered the phone and said that he had left for work at the usual time. They were then worried that he had maybe gotten into an accident. The manager told her not to worry and he would take a drive and see if he could spot him. As he walked to the staff exit of the pub towards the car park, he opened the door and there was Wally on the floor tangled in his bike and dead. He had arrived at work, had a heart attack, and died instantly on that spot. My mom never told me about this initially as she knew I would be upset. I can to this day remember being with him, talking to him, and even hugging him with no idea that he had passed. It still gives me goosebumps. He looked completely normal, like a normal human being. I still can't get my head around it being real. I like to think that it was him coming to say goodbye to me, as I'd been asking where he had been. Weird stuff. Anyway, I hope you are as spooked as I was, and still am. Keep up the great work. That road uses up old man. (laughs) Oh my god, so (laughs) disrespectful. That's a real person. So Gage. Ugh. That, that little boy is so probably sweet. a thriving actor. It's different. He, if you look at his IMDb, he doesn't like. He hasn't done much. He's well, he's Zach and Zach and Cody's sweet it, life. It's honestly <laughs> probably better for him that he wouldn't. Um, but thank you so much, Rebecca, for sending that, that lovely story so in. Sweet. Yes, absolutely, and we really appreciate it. And we really hope that all of you have a wonderful and spooky and terrifying and wholesome. Anything you want your Halloween to be, we hope that it is. So, I guess all we can say is to have a spooky night. Filled with restless dreams. Of haunted things and happy Halloween! Happy Halloween! <laughs> <laughs> Santa, that's scary. That's <laughs> <laughs>